True Sound Radio is back for the final episode of the year, featuring talented Vancouver-based DJ producer Nicardo. You may have even spotted him spinning at Faded a couple of months ago. A multi-instrumentalist with a down-to-earth vibe, Nicardo shares some interesting perspectives about creating long-lasting, meaningful music in a fast-paced and competitive music industry. You won't want to miss this one. Let's dive right in.
not stacking my bank till we reaching a billion. The hustle ain't cheap, this shit built it. Slamming legit, that's comedian, feel more like retillion. No, we ain't no regular civilians, that's how it goes. Bitch, it if you from the back, I be chilling, she touching the toes. Throw that shit round and she dropped to the ground, got a girl clapping with it, they know that shit goes. Dialys flexing, my pockets be resting, we walk out the bed like we filming a thriller. First degree murder and mosh, I'm expecting a job, walking out like a serial killer. That's on the gang, walking out like a serial killer. That's on the gang.
just feels tight. Welcome back to True Sound Radio. On today's episode, we are speaking with local up-and-coming DJ Nicardo. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. 
Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, so what inspired you to pursue music? Um, was there anything in particular? <clears throat> Honestly, um, it was my very uh, first concert. Uh, seeing how the music took over everybody's energy was something very um, eye-opening to me. Uh, to be more specific, it was Faded 2016, if anybody's familiar with that event. It was a phenomenal event. Uh, yeah, seeing everybody dancing to some DJs playing playing pause was uh, was really cool to see. And um, yeah, it inspired me to a whole new level. And I didn't even make music before that festival. So honestly, it, it pushed me to try to start making music. And here I am today. Do you have any background in like, did you ever play any instruments or did you ever, like, did you listen to a lot of music before that? Like, what was your background um, in terms of musical training? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, honestly, I didn't have too much background uh, in music before pursuing this. The only thing that I was really kind of getting good at was... Uh, my guitar playing, which I got into in like eighth grade. <laughs> uh, my dad really liked the guitar, so I got it in into it for him so I could learn a few songs. And um, yeah, it's been really cool to incorporate that into my music today. So I'm really thankful to, to have made that first step a long time ago. Yeah, that's great. So what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite like guitar piece or guitarist that you sort of really admire? Um, honestly, like my dad, uh, he—he's this really big fan of this, this Spanish guitarist. His name's like, uh, it's like it starts with a G, so it's really bad that I don't remember it. But okay. <laughs> honestly, what matters is his favorite guitar is the Spanish Classico, which is the one that I have. So nice. that's cool. that's my favorite topic. Cool, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, because you weren't really making music prior to 2016. Um, could you describe like what is some of the challenges of navigating songwriting? Like, how do you overcome those things if you don't have like since you haven't had um, as much training, um, you know, as be perhaps before that you, you had some guitar training, which might help you out. But like, what's yeah. what are some of the challenges? Um, honestly, like even in ninth and tenth grade, I was really uh, <laughs> I was really uh, into poetry for some reason, and um, I don't know, just sometimes making certain sentences uh, that, that make you think, that make you think about the deeper meaning has always been something that I'm, I've been really fond of. And I, uh, I tried to incorporate that as much as I could to my music today. Um, and honestly, it's way harder than I ever thought it would be. Like writing music is by far so much harder than producing music, than engineering music, than mixing it together. Yeah, writing it is the real deal. and. Uh, yeah, honestly, it's been a huge, huge, uh, huge challenge trying to get uh, things to make sense, to kind of get the story flowing, but also have like a deeper meaning in it, because that's what I always want to have in, uh, in in my songs. So, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, writing has definitely been one of the bigger challenges, but it's also been really fun to be able to write with artists and kind of brainstorm. So, yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, actually, um, speaking of that, you you recently collaborated uh, with Isabel Ombre, um, the vocalist. Um, yeah. what, so what was it like collaborating with her since you brought that up? And um, can we expect more of that kind of a track? It's kind of like a festival vibe track. So um, can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, so no, it was honestly so amazing working with Isabel. This was during the pandemic. So we were FaceTiming each other. We were trying to get something going. And um, since it was peak 
pandemic, we couldn't really see each other. So what I ended up doing was dropping off my microphone to her house in front of her doorstep so that she can record it in her own room and kind of be in her own space and, you know, and which is totally understandable and, and it's what I wanted for her. But it, was, it did make things a little uh, rocky at first. But then once we got down to what type of melody we wanted to go for the lyrics, then we went into, okay, now what type of words should we put in? You know, that's how I go about with my songwriting is first I get like the melody lyrics first on how the, the, the melody should sound for the wording. And then I put the words in after. So that's how we uh, executed this track forever. Um, yeah. And uh, let's see if I can remember some of the lyrics. So it's getting hard to breathe right next to me. So forever, that song was based off of um, the idea of something being uh, being timeless, say for like a, like a, a relationship or or something that might affect you long term. Um, leading into the drop the lyrics please don't hurt me please don't kill me because baby uh if you hold me it's forever now so meaning that whatever you're doing in that certain time if you commit to it in that very moment it's going to affect you way into the future yeah i can see how that is sort of holds a deeper meaning like on one hand you could take it very literally um you know and sort of make it about any relationship and on the other on the other hand you could also look for something deeper in it if you know if you're looking for that as a as a listener so that's that i think that's really versatile in that sense it could appeal to a lot of different kinds of listeners yeah um yeah so i don't know if that's what you like to go for but that's certainly what i got yeah. out of that um yeah so um are there any other collaborations on the table coming up in the future? Um, could you talk about that? Whatever you're allowed to talk about. I know there's some rules sometimes about that stuff. So Yeah, definitely. Uh, between me and Isabel. Uh, or I guess about an, between you and anyone, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. So honestly, me and Isabel have another song coming out. We're trying to finish that. It's called Free Spirit. Uh, it's about just living your life without any limitations. That's the basic uh, um, message behind that song. And uh, honestly, the the project file got corrupt. So right now I'm in the process of remaking the beat. So you will expect another Isabel collab for sure. That's for sure. Uh, super talented artist. It would be super dumb not super dumb not to not to work with her again. Honestly, she was super talented. So yeah, shout out Isabel. Um, and I also do have another track. It is called First Memory. And this is the one track that I'm super excited for, which is releasing next one. That is a collaboration um, that I've been really working hard for for what it seems to be two years. So it's been a while. Wow. That's a long time to be working on something. Yeah, it must it must be pretty great. It's a really good feeling to get it done. Honestly, me and the artist we were really on and off uh, with the song. Uh, some of us were just busy at some times. We couldn't really uh, commit to finishing other some parts and. Um, the main reason why we took so long of, of, with the song is, for me personally, I wanted to create something that was uh, that could that could be timeless. You know, there's certain songs that we listen to nowadays that are 30 years old that we will still get down to, and that's yeah. that for me is just the best feeling. So that's what I really wanted to work on for the song, making sure it had that nostalgic feeling, and um, yeah, and I really think I, I hit that. So I'm really excited for this one. 
you've been, you've mentioned the timelessness a couple of times already in, in the conversation. So I'm wondering, like, are there criteria for you that make something timeless or like, is it just sort of a feeling that you get from a track um, when you're writing it? Honestly, like, I want to be able to have the same feeling that I had when I listened to that same song, if I haven't listened to it in a very long time, you know? When yeah. you listen to a song that you haven't heard in a very long time, sometimes it does such a beautiful thing to you, like bring back a memory from from a certain time that you listen to that song. That's what I want to try to give it to these people. They hear it for the first time in 2021, and then maybe 2025, they think of something really cool when they first listen to that song. And um, yeah, that's that's what I really mean by timeless, is this, uh, kind of just bringing back that good feeling. Yeah, there's definitely, like, one of the tracks that I remind me of that um, is Don't You Worry, Child. That yeah. one always, like, I always, every time I listen to it, it doesn't matter how long ago it was. Yeah. I was like, that's a great track. I definitely agree with you that there's certain tracks. And sometimes things are great for, like, a few months. And then after you're yeah. like, eh, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's so, that always happened. Yeah. yeah, and I think with everything being so fast-paced and with artists having to release all the time, that can sort of fall to the wayside. Like you're not, it's not as important anymore to make something that lasts, but yeah. Um, yeah. so that's really cool. That's cool. Um, let's change like directions a little here. I'd like to know like what you think your greatest skill is as a producer or DJ, either one is. Um, <laughs> hmm. What is my greatest skill as a producer or DJ? Honestly, this is something that I've always been really proud of. Um, Whenever I go do shows, whenever I do any type of performance, I always try to give maximum energy. I always try to, yeah, I do, I, whenever I'm performing, I try to do the craziest things that I could think of because <clears throat> my goal is to try to make the, the people remember about the, the good night, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, for example, uh, for, uh, for Faded, I performed uh, with Eric Reprid for his set. He was fortunate enough to let me play a couple EDM songs. And during those EDM songs, I checkmarked one of my bucket lists and I climbed on that fucking table and I grabbed the microphone and I screamed as loud as I can, one, two, three, give everybody the same feeling that I had right on that moment and just kind of get everybody in sync together. Cause yeah, I've been going to concerts for as long as, yeah, since like 2016, my first concert. Um, and the, best performances that I, that I always remember will always be the ones that have done the, the most outstanding stuff, you know? So, uh, yeah, that's what I really uh, look into when I go into performing and stuff. I always try to give my 110% with my energy, with talking to the mic, engaging with the, with the crowd, all that stuff. Okay, that's interesting because I think there are two schools of thought on, you know, DJ performance, right? And I think showmanship is one of them, you know, like Stevie Oki style. Yeah. Um, stuff that's like really high energy or <clears throat> some of the guys have like a hype man. So you're saying you're your own hype man is kind yeah. of what you're... Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so um, what what is something you're always striving to improve um, in terms of either your production or your DJ skills? What what is something you're working on? One thing that I think I could really uh, that I, I'm always trying to work work on that I'm always trying to um, trying to make sure that I, I, I have my hundred percent focus on is uh, <laughs> my. Uh, I guess, I guess like trying to like connect with people in certain situations, you know, because I, I have heard that 
relationships can make a difference for the better, especially in this industry. Um, so ever since the pandemic, I've always tried to include myself into as many like uh, like in-person activities as I can. So to make some friends, to, to meet people, you never know who, who you can meet that can maybe help you out in the future. And maybe I could help them in the future, you know? So that's what I always look into uh, whenever I go to events, parties, clubs. I'm honestly not there to to party. I'm, I'm more there to, to try to talk with maybe the managers, promoters, all that stuff. Um, and my confidence has really been at a minimal before the pandemic. So now I feel like I really came out of my shell after the pandemic. So I'm, I'm really happy myself with about that, but um, I still got some some to go. So that's something that I'm still always, uh, always working on. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely tough sometimes to put yourself out there and um, try and make connections with people when they don't know you, especially in such a small scene where people already know each other. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely, it can be intimidating, particularly if you're not like a super outgoing person, which not all artists are. Yeah. Um, sometimes they're pretty introverted. So I, I totally yeah. understand that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. That's good for you for trying to get outside and like, outside of your comfort zone that's that's a really that's a really good thing to do awesome thank you. Uh, yeah um so who are some of your musical influences um you mentioned going to, in 2016 to faded was it a particular artist that swayed you um oh. or have you developed some since then that you're really looking to sort of be insp inspired by yes honestly it has to go down to skrillex and diplo jack U. Fair uh, enough. <laughs> yeah. phenomenal phenomenal group it's something about that show that will always just give me chills um just one word just trap just trap music i don't know just my my taste in music has always jumped around to different genres like progressive house future bass dubstep i've loved every single genre honestly and i have such a such a such a like good feeling for all of them and they're, they're all amazing but something about trap music that has lived with me forever um artists like skrillex like diplo they, they put their own twist into that group um another good artist that i would like to shout out um here from vancouver Joels. he is a phenomenal phenomenal trap artist and he definitely sets the sets the pave on on what type of music i want to make and how i uh yeah what type of fan base i want to make because i saw his show in uh, the same faded that I, that I performed at he he literally performed right after us and wow. yeah seeing that show was just was just so amazing and yeah it's, it's definitely the type of music that I want to make in the future uh, trap wave trap yeah honestly I uh I I used to have a radio show in Ontario and I I loved Jewels and I played him so many times um just always a great track after great track coming out so I think he's a I agree he's a great great yeah. producer um <laughs> so that that would be such a cool experience to um to have uh to be playing before him uh, did you get to like talk with him or anything like did you have like a moment of like nice to see ya <laughs> honestly I'll tell you my only interaction with him was uh trying to get our our rider uh situation sorted out so uh, yeah. yeah when I performed um Eric said you you have rights to a rider so you can ask for any type of uh, food, drink, any type of service that you need right. before the event. So then I asked for a, for a mango Ciroc and uh, Joel. Not always. <laughs> yeah, Joel's had a, he had a, he had a, a Ciroc as well. So 
he, he got to the trailer, we were in the same trailer, and all of our stuff was just on the table. He was holding both Ciroc's, trying to figure out, hey, which one's mine? So then I came up to him and be like, hey, brother, I think you got my Ciroc, man. So <laughs> got that from him, chatted up with him, told you, hey, man, I love what you're doing, Trap Vancouver, man, it's amazing. And yeah. yeah, just, you know, talked it out, had a good time, and then, um, yeah, then I had to go perform, so. That's cool. I, I've always thought of writers as really funny things, you know, like all red M&Ms and like, you know, two <laughs> balloons with, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny, but uh, yeah, it's just also, you know, what you need before you perform. Everyone has their rituals, so. Yeah, it's, um, it's so funny because I saw a bucket of, of, of just blue gummies and <laughs> yeah, and it was in the section of, um, and I could be wrong, but it was in the, it was in Black Tiger Sex Machine section. So it could, be, there, it could be one of theirs. I don't know. They got three members. So they do. And maybe they just really love blue gummies. Like it's, it's <laughs> the they gotta have it. That's really uh, funny, actually. That's great. Honestly, um, I, I think that stuff is so interesting. So I like whatever power to them for asking for what they want. Yeah, um, what's one major milestone that you'd like to reach uh, in the next five years or, or sooner and and why? You, you mentioned like some of your bucket lists that faded. So like, what are yes. some of your other ideas? Honestly, number one goal that I've had since 2016, since I saw him for the very first time was getting into Otto Grimes record label. That is definitely the ultimate dream for me. Um, seeing his show in 2016, yeah, that that show was just phenomenal. I've been a fan of Oral Grimes since that 2016 show. Uh, and ever since then, uh, the record label Stable Valley has grown so much. And Jewels has just just uh, extended his contract there. So they have, they're getting new members like every day, every day. So um, yeah, one day I would love to push my music far enough to, to a label like that maybe. yeah absolutely I think getting representation on a big label like that is huge for an artist so um, that's that's awesome um, is there anything that fans can look forward to uh, in 2022 are you doing any shows are you doing any festivals like what can you tell us about your projects for the upcoming year um, honestly the only thing that I could think of is uh, I'm in talks for uh for, yeah, a festival, but it is not in Vancouver. It is actually in Seattle. Nice. So all my, <laughs> yeah, so all my Seattle people next year, I will see you around if you are trying to hang out. Cool, cool. That's exciting. Well, congratulations. <laughs> I'm, I hope that that all works out well, especially with sort of the the challenges going on in live shows right now <laughs> so yeah. i think in seattle it should be fine but who knows for, we'll see. For, we'll yeah see. for us here hopefully things go smoothly from here on out yes. um so i guess like um was there anyone else you wanted to shout out um let's see i would like to shout out the new artists that i'm gonna have on this uh, new single it's gonna be okay. out next month um the kind of vibe that I got on this song, it's kind of like an airplanes vibe. I have like yeah. a guy rapper, girl singer, uh, really good chemistry between them. And um, yeah, it's kind of like the airplanes vibe, but more of like a like an EDM twist at the end. So um, no, it's it's really it's really uh, interesting, and I'm I'm really excited for this one. So shout out Nescon Global and Ekaterina, both artists for the song. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. It's gonna be amazing. 
Sounds really exciting. We can't wait as well. We'll be looking forward to it here at True Sound for sure. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for this. This was a, this was yes. amazing. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate talking to you and you gave lots of really interesting perspectives on the scene and on writing music. So I'm sure everyone will be really excited to hear about it. Yes. No, I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, shout out True Sound, man. I, I can't wait for more to come. 